Hey guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio, but when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, themfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to medterracbd.com right now and save 15% every time you lock in promo code BIGMXRADIO15 upon checkout. All the amazing CBD products from Medterra CBD. Go check it out. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line, a gentleman who's been on the podcast a number of times. It's been a, uh, a few uh, mini moons since we had him on the podcast last. He is a, uh, a Canadian motocross icon. You may not know him as, as well as I do, but uh, that just means you haven't been listening to the podcast nearly enough. He is the manager of the Nuclear Blast Rockwell Yamaha Racing Team. His name is Chris Elliott. Chris, how's it going, brother? It's going good, buddy. I don't know about Icon, but it has been too long. It's been way too long, and and that's uh, both of us uh, not making enough time. But uh, yeah, we've had you on, on the podcast a couple of times where we talk about your story or talk about the team that you've worked with for a number of years. Uh, it's been uh, a number of years on on uh, on one brand. Uh, now I think this is the third year on the blue bikes, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe second year on second year on blue. Um, yeah, so we're second second year on blue. Yes, yeah, sir. Absolutely. And, uh, and it's an ever-evolving process. I think you get better at it every time uh, the calendar comes back around and you guys are doing uh, the, the West Coast Supercross Series. So, uh, But with rather than me having uh, give the, uh, uh, the listeners at home all the ins and outs of, uh, of Nuclear Blast Rockwell Racing, uh, Yamaha Racing, um, like, give, give us the, uh, the full rundown. What's going on with you guys for 2020 here? Holy crap. We're into a brand new decade, and uh, it's a brand new racing season. Started just a few days ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we uh, we switched Yamaha's a couple years ago. We've been under the Rockwell Racing banner for the last few years, but uh, this year we actually fall under the category of a little name change. It's Nuclear Blast Rockwell Yamaha Racing, and that was really just like I, I kind of alluded to in our press release. It was uh, we've had a good relationship with Nuclear Blast over the last few years, and it was just kind of like a natural progression that they were kind of step in as title sponsor and. Uh, to Rockwell's credit, they were definitely welcoming with open arms, and they're still around, and they're still, you know, same footprint, everything like that. It's just uh, just a different name, so it's been going good. Awesome. Well, a uh, little bit of a name change, no big deal, especially with uh, how often uh, graphics and, and logos are being changed all the time. Just basically some minor changes that way. But how has the team evolved over the years as far as your approach to nailing down sponsors, who, what kind of riders you deal with, and uh, and basically coming to the races with uh, an overall package that uh, rivals a lot of those big teams out there, whether it be the, the presentation uh, or uh, just your overall uh, activation with some of the sponsors that you guys work with. Um, I don't think there's too many teams to do it better than uh, than you guys in the pits, as, as well as uh, it's just a fun place to go because whether or not you're looking at uh, watches or drooling over the bikes, uh, it always seems to be a pit that's got a lot of people around it. Yeah, you know, from, from a very... From a fairly early point, uh, in this, I got to give Ryan credit on this. He kind of got in my head early because I think he was one of the more early pioneers when it came to activation back when he had Team Solitaire from the get-go. Um, yeah. You know, we kind of know our place. And, and what that is is when we go to Yamaha and say, hey, you know, this is what we want to do. We want to partner with you guys. We're not there saying, hey, we're here to win races. Because I think that that, that is something that 
you know, the factories take care of. What, what, what we're there to be is we're there to be a, a solid support system to the brand. Um, and our job is to put bikes in the main event. And if we could sniff around that top 10, that's what, the, what we're there to do. And obviously, we're always going to constantly try to grow and evolve with riders. And, and if, if the results come, great. But for us, it's more of taking taking care of the activation side of thing. And, and the people who helped out is the partners. So we've done a really solid effort over the years of just partnering with people, not just to give us, say money or product or it is it's it's people that actually want to activate and, and add to the overall experience that the race is and that's what we're trying to do with guys like nuclear blast rockwell liat um you can come to any race and, and feel anything liat has to offer whether it's the boots the neck braces and then we had the people there at the races to ask a- answer any questions you might ask so that's from watches to helmets to goggles basically anything on our bike we're all trained as, as what's called staff on our race team to answer any question there is in detail and even we have no problem taking people under the tent and talking about it and letting them touch it and i think that's kind of what sets us apart and uh yeah dude that's that's really it for us fair enough so this year you guys brought bringing basically a brand new stable of guys uh bradley Lynette. Uh, falling under the uh, the canopy once again. He's w- been with you guys uh, on and off for a number of years now. Um, how did you uh, basically come to the roster that you currently have? What what goes into selecting these guys, recruiting guys to ride for the team? Because not only do you have to select guys you are riding your team, but uh, like there's basically a little bit of a courting that has to go uh, uh, into effect when it comes to uh, getting guys to ride for the team. So how does that process shake down? For, for us, it's it's a kind of like a math equation, right? Because some guys come with relationships and sponsors and, and certain little corks or, or pluses or negatives to their programs, and, and, and that's basically what we have to work around. Um, Bradley is a guy who, to be frank, man, Bradley's bailed me out on multiple occasions with, with fill-in rides, and, and we've grown to love Bradley and his family and his mechanic, BJ. So um, once again, last year, we kind of we started the year without him, which we soon regretted and we picked him back up and he came back under the truck and i wasn't going to make that mistake again in 2020 not bringing him back unfortunately though um bradley's been dealing with a little bit of epstein bar and uh he's had a few other little ailments go on so for bradley he's going to be back hopefully by phoenix on a 450 he's going to finish off this little swing on a 450 he's again that we're going to support on the east coast so we're going to go do some east coast rounds as well this year and uh, we're also going to send yeah yeah, so we're going to send Wageman out on a 450 on, on a lot of the East Coast rounds as well. So we're kind of trying to go a full full approach here on, for the whole year and and just see how that kind of goes out. But we're definitely, you know, we're definitely not going to, we're, we're not looking to, um, you know, make it a, a 365-day-a-year racing. You know, obviously it's, we work 365 days a year on the team, but we're not looking to do the whole series and, and start talking outdoors and stuff like that. New we just have a going outdoors, full team. <laughs> No, I, like I don't it. like to get my shoes dirty. I don't like to get my shoes dirty. It's too hot. So, so uh, no, but, but you know, we have a situation this year where we think, you know, everyone says this, but Robbie, we think Robbie's really good on a 450, and, and he has the desire to go do it. So um, with how everything worked out with Bradley, we were kind of thinking about doing some 450 rounds with uh, Robbie as it was. So it just kind of made sense to not rush Bradley back, but just more or less try to give the sponsors a little more bang for their buck than we originally promised. And then uh, Wageman, Wageman is someone we've honestly watched the last couple of years. Um, he's he's a quiet rider. He's he's pretty low key. He just quietly puts in results. His family's great. Like from his from his parents to to his friends, uh, everyone's just awesome to be around. And he's he's super smooth and he doesn't really stress about that much. He's pretty easy going with the bike. And he and he just he's just uh, yeah, it's, it's great to be around him. So he was a no brainer as well. 
Absolutely. So when it when it comes to uh, getting these guys signed up, uh, lined up, and then starting to test and and putting a race bike together. Uh, your programs uh, evolved a little over the years, whether it be uh, uh, Zach Commons in, in prior years, uh, having Ryan Brees on the team in, in the past. Um, each rider comes with some different intricacies and in how they like the bike to be prepped, as well as you got to uh, incorporate all those sponsors, of which your list is long and ever-growing, it seems like. Um, and you guys, let, just last year, switched to, to Liat as far as uh, basically head-to-toe apparel. Um, how does that all come together on your standpoint of obviously being team manager? Basically, uh, you're basically the conductor that is the orchestra of, uh, of the racing team and, and basically bringing all those elements together uh, to be a pretty finished product come race day. Yeah, so, I mean, again, like from the get-go, I've been pretty lucky to have Ryan around because Ryan has taught me a lot. And uh, in regards to the bike, this is the first year that we really took everything in our own hands but kind of built our own package. And when I say we, I mean Ryan. Like, Ryan, Ryan's worked endlessly all summer long. Like, I feel bad for his wife. She's probably mad at me, but she's great. Of course. Ryan, yeah, Clark, Ryan for those at home, aren't 100% fully familiar with the team. Yeah, Clarky. You know yes. Clarky. Everyone knows Clarky. Everyone but, knows yeah, Clark. so Ryan, everyone knows Clarky. But, yeah, no, Ryan's, Ryan's worked a lot of hours. And, and, you know, with the help of Race Tech, they've allowed us to utilize some things. And, we basically, you know, after last year, we had some bad luck and, and uh, Ryan just had, you know, Ryan really wanted to take everything in-house and deal with that. So this is really the first year we've really controlled everything on our bike. I, I, I think I could say that pretty confidently and, and it's worked out great. So we basically, Ryan and, and Eric, uh, Robbie's mechanic, they basically built a package for Robbie to start from and we really didn't change much. Um, we have Graham Braille for suspension. So everyone, most people will know of Graham. He's, he's been around for forever and he's been a lot of help too. And uh, from what I could tell me, like I said, it's mostly those guys and they've done a great job because Robbie hasn't changed much and, and he's pretty comfortable on the bike. So it's, it's worked out great. Um, and then that's basically the same package we bring across across the whole team to start out with. And then, you know, um, Bradley and BJ work together pretty closely and, and they get their little things dialed in, but we take care of most of the, uh, the baseline stuff. Fair enough. So uh, on race day, obviously, uh, you, you're full game face. And for those who don't know, you are a... Uh, uh, semi-pro um, enforcer in the in the hockey ranks. Uh, so uh, <laughs> no, you, you no, get no. like no. All seriousness aside, you get fucking straight up serious when it comes to uh, to the, these racing uh, days. Uh, you're you're extremely calculated as far as making sure these guys have what they need when they need it. And that's really important because uh, when it comes to uh, top-end athletes like all of these guys are, a lot of them are within the same second for lap times, and you're splitting hairs whether or not you're going to qualify into those mains. The stuff that you're able to allow them to just uh, focus solely on going fast on the motorcycle, that's basically what allows them to uh, to go make something special happen on two wheels and uh, and basically show show the support for the fans. Yeah, you know, again, and that's that's something I've learned from Ryan. I mean, a little bit of Ryan, a little bit of me, the way I grew up. I mean, when, when you're a guy, you're a guy. We're going to do anything for you. And whether it's removing something from the equation or adding something to the equation, I mean, we're going to go every step of the way to get that done for them. And it, it's important, man. Like, you know, this isn't – this isn't this – is, Ryan and I have careers aside from this. But when it comes to this, this is such a dangerous sport. There's so much money involved. Everything – is at the highest level, so it also requires for Ryan and I to be at the top of our game. So when it comes to racing, it, that's that's the only thing we're thinking about. That's the only thing we're worried about. And like I said, whether it's good or bad, we will go to the end 
for our, our riders. We'll run through a wall. So that's that's kind of the, the approach we take on race day, and not just race day, every day. I mean, whether I'm arguing with someone during the week in the middle of July about something that's going to happen in March, it doesn't matter. You know, it just, if for our guys, we'll do anything. And, and I think that's how you have to be. And if you're not going to be that way, then you shouldn't even mess with them as far as just let them ride by themselves. So that's how we've always looked at it, whether it's Zach Commons or Ryan Brees or, or Robbie Wageman or, or Mitchell Harrison. If we don't honestly think we can improve your program, or keep you keep you you know safe and handled we're not going to mess with those people so we just anyone we take on we 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 do everything for fair enough so uh this like and you guys do an amazing job with it i'm glad to see that the two of you come together and, and you sort of use the strength that you guys have in, in your your marketing uh backgrounds and your uh team building backgrounds to really put all the resources forward to making sure those two guys are uh, just feeling 50 feet tall and bulletproof every single race day so they can go out and do their thing. And they did well this last weekend um, with uh, with a pretty solid performance, especially from uh, like uh, with Wageman coming in. Um, and That's a new guy for the team. He's, he's, he's been full privateer prior to this. Uh, what's it been like working with him? It's been great. Like I said, he's been one of the more mellow guys I've worked with, so it's hard to get a read on him. And, yes. you know, Ryan and those guys have done a really good job preseason with him and getting him comfortable and acclimated to the team and the bike. But, no, he, he's exciting to watch. He's really smooth. Um, I, when I watch him, he's kind of like a little Joss Hansen. It's cool. He's like, it's hard. You know, in years past, when I've gone through pictures on Sunday or Monday from all of the photographers to try to, you know, pick what to send out that following week or whatever, you know, out of, like, 20 photos you get like five good ones and like with wage rate it's hard to get a bad photo the kid has so much really? style and it's so great yeah oh dude he's good just watch him and 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 you know what he, he you know he's his lap times are consistent so you know we look at everything at the end of the week and we look at where he had you know his fastest lap when out was and when the, the slowest lap was and when he dropped off and you know for a1 we were pre- we were really happy a1 is the whole this year i could say was the the best a1 we've ever had from from riding we were happy with his riding it was a good start we everything was felt went good passes went good we parked good everything for the most part was there um i actually just talked to some people today and just thanked them for everything because usually usually we're not parked or we're supposed to park usually they don't have a pass usually a credential's wrong usually there's just it's a1 is sometimes the generator's on fire stressful and exactly and this weekend went so smooth and so good our paths our pits were packed our sponsors were happy everyone was excited and you know Usually when you leave A1 and you read like the the um, race report from Feld, they'll say sell out, they'll say this, they'll say that. I'll tell you what, man, I haven't been going to the races for 20 years or anything like that, but in the last five, six years, we've been a part of like an actual race team. That was the f- most packed I've seen A1. It was the loudest I've seen A1. It was, it was all around, by all accounts, the best A1 I've ever been in. So I'm really excited for the rest of the season for sure. Fair enough. And speaking of the rest of the season, uh, knocking on the door is uh, a bit of a trek for you guys. Uh, heading out to St. Louis, I'm disappointed to hear that you won't be att- in attendance. Uh, that will severely affect uh, race day operations. But uh, uh, how is the team uh, coping with this uh, rather odd scenario where we usually, like the, the beauty of West Coast Supercross is it typically just stays in Southern California a lot of guys sleep in their own bed the night before races, but that won't be the case this weekend in St. Louis. How does the team uh, basically uh, uh, shift on the fly, ship everything on out to, uh, to St. Louis? Uh, what's the program uh, like a little bit? Di- I imagine things are a little bit different uh, rolling into this weekend with a, a colder climate and uh, a long way to go for, uh, to be honest, not a whole lot of riding. 
Yeah, yeah. No, so for us, like I said earlier, to run an ads is a business, and we, and we run it as, set, as such, right? So, like, we have a budget, we maintain it, we try to be profitable, and that's how we run. With this weekend in particular, um, you know, last year, in last year in Atlanta, for an example, we, we drove a semi out there, and unfortunately, we weren't able to park our semi or use any of our activation. So this year, we were kind of proactive on that, and we found out that they weren't necessarily um, going to guarantee whether or not everyone was going to get semi-parking spots. Which meant that, like, you know, you roll that rolling circuit out there to set everything up. You bring all kinds of staff to do the activation. Um, and that costs a lot of money. So with no guarantee of that happening, we kind of just decided to go bare bones on that. So we're going to pack up the team van, trailer, and we're going to drive out. We're going to have uh, our truck driver drive the van out. And then Ryan, uh, Jelly, uh, Robbie the mechanic, and Robbie are going to fly out Friday race turn around and come home yeah we're not gonna really mess around too much this weekend just keep Fair it as uh, business I like low it. key as possible yeah 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 absolutely and then that's a, a I, I i assume there's a lot of teams are going to do a very similar program like this is a uh this is not something we've dealt with uh, uh often in the past i believe uh the only other time we've done something similar was in 2018 going to houston which is a 20-hour drive and you guys did uh, that whole program, and that was an undertaking in and of itself, but that's not uh, going as uh, cold weather climate as St. Louis, I believe. Uh, I'll have to check their weather right now, but they're pretty cold, I, I imagine. Um, so, uh, for a guy like Robbie, uh, like what, what's to be expected in a weekend like that? Obviously, business is usually wants to put his best foot forward, um, but how can you, as a team manager, sort of prepare him to uh, to go out there, do his thing, uh, like obviously he doesn't have all the amenities of the truck and this, and this, that, and the other thing, but, uh, the kid's been racing for a long period of time. Like it's, it's nothing new here. Uh, but how do you ensure that he's, uh, putting his best foot forward, uh, this weekend and then refocusing himself to come back to, uh, Southern California in just, in just the two weeks time? Yeah, I think for us, like whether it's Ryan or I, you know, we kind of take a, an account of what we need usually Sundays and we take care of everything, all the ordering and everything on like Monday or Tuesday. And then uh, as far as this particular weekend goes, I mean, we'll just drive back to him as comfortable as possible. I mean, maybe we get him a nice uh, lawn chair or something. But, you oh, know, yeah. no, he's a pretty tough – they're all pretty tough kids, man. I mean, people don't, you know, people don't know. Not everyone has a semi, right? There's guys in the main events that are getting 20th place that are that are eating peanut butter sandwiches in their van. So that he'll be fine for one weekend. And, and he's got some people from his family going out with him to keep him comfortable. And hotel's pretty close to the stadium, so if he needs a nap, we can take care of that and things of that nature. So he'll he will be fine. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I know you got to get going, but I'll, I'll uh, just the last uh, couple of questions I have for you before I get going. Yeah. Uh, what's in a sort of uh, a team name, so to speak? Now working with Nuclear Blast even closer than you have in the past. You've worked with them for a number of years now. Uh, how's that all coming together? Um, what is it that people can uh, come to the truck truck when they, you guys are in Southern California or the, the remaining rounds of the West Coast? What can they look for when they're uh, when they come check you guys out when you're in the pits? Yeah, so you know Slayer Slayer gear is coming. Everyone's been asking us about that, and we worked really hard with Seattle all summer and uh, Slayer and the, the label, and so we're we're getting ready to announce. And maybe show some people a little preview of uh, the Slayer gear coming out. So we're definitely going to have the band or the label out at some rounds promoting that. Um, you know, and 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 yeah, Gerard is always out there. You know, people come check out. We got music videos playing all day, and some of our partner commercials. And we always got cool giveaways going on. We actually, I think, in like a couple of weeks, we're going to announce a pretty big, pretty big deal coming for the Atlanta round that we're okay. not going to be at, but we're, we're going to have something going on digitally that we're excited about. Um, and then that's going to kind of turn into the, 
kind of parlay into the Salt Lake City Supercross as well. We've got some cool stuff going on there. So, um, you know, in a couple of weeks, once we get released, this is, this is the thing that, like, with the St. Louis, it kind of stalled everything out. But once, uh, I say once we hit Phoenix, we'll be, we'll be full throttle um, with all of our activation and, and some contests and some things coming up that are cool and some videos. So we're excited for that for sure. Right on, man. Right on. Well, I know you got to get going, but uh, um, and I really appreciate you making some time. Hopefully, uh, we, both your riders will uh, will make some time for us here on the podcast in the next little bit. Uh, where can people find more information? Where can they follow along on social so they can keep tabs on you guys uh, leading up to the coming rounds of the West Coast Series and uh, as well as some 450 stuff while you uh, you guys support Bradley when he goes east? So all of our stuff is at Team Solitaire SX, and that's Instagram and Twitter. Perfect. Well, you guys are super active on both of those, so you're a great follow, and you're a great guest on the podcast. We'll have to come, have you come on another time before the season's out. Uh, it's been far too long since we had you on for the last time, and and maybe one of these podcasts will just like completely go off the board. We won't even mention dirt bikes uh, even one time. We'll just talk hockey the whole time. We'll see how the the fans like that. How about that? I think they need that. Fair enough, fair enough, my friend. Well, uh, you keep your stick on the ice. I really appreciate you making some time, my friend. Uh, you have a great rest of your day. Do not hang up just yet. For podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. All right, buddy.